Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece, give it a super scientific rating, um, and, you know, generally just talk to each other and be friendly with each other. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Julie, I, I love, I will never get these intros or outros not sounding awkward. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's part of the charm because oh, I'm okay. the exact same way. Yay. Um, so what do you recommend? um this is so specific um so i follow someone named jake cohen Mm -hmm. on instagram uh jake has a delicious cookbook that i own called jewish um anyway recipes are fantastic and oftentimes jake will share fun videos of newer recipes so i uh i made one last night for dinner and i just pulled it up on instagram so i can check the name it is um, gold tomato, saf- saffron gold tomato sauce. Ooh. And when I tell you it was the most delicious thing, I, 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 it was so good. And on top of that, like, you know how like they're always like heavily salt your pasta? And I'm like, yeah. oh, but salt's bad. I finally just was like, yeah, I'm going to heavily salt it. I understand now. I, I I do. I understand I should heavily salt my pasta. So um try those recipes you see online. They're so they're so much better when you see them on Instagram and it's just a video because you don't have to hear their life story. Yeah, I was about to say every recipe that I've I've looked up online has been like my grandmother and I would make this when I would and you're like, oh scroll, scroll, scroll. Butter and I I know that like those like that's how those folks get money yeah but I'm like oh my gosh yeah it's a lot so that's that's my long-winded recommendation it was beautiful (laughs) um I recommend the movie anything's possible it's playing on Amazon Prime it is not a period piece so we will not uh be covering Mm it um but it is set in modern day Pittsburgh. Um, it's written and directed by Billy Porter. It's a coming of age love mm-hmm. story um, with the backdrop of my beautiful city and his beautiful city. Um, Billy Porter, uh, you're not a Pittsburgher if you haven't met Billy Porter at least one event. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And it got released two days ago. Okay. So, yeah. And then you'll be like, why does Laura like the city so much? And you'll watch it. And you'll be like, this is gorgeous. I loved Pittsburgh when I visited. Yeah. I'm still very confused by the the uh, potato fries on the sandwich thing. But. I mean, I that is not my favorite part of Pittsburgh either. But. If you think, I mean, you got to go back to like, if you were a steel mill worker. You have 30 minutes for lunch. Just get that big giant thing, eat it all at once, go back yep. in. So I feel like it's like that. It's like when people have like chocolate gravy on their fried chicken in the South for breakfast. You're like, oh, what? And then you're like, oh, if you'd be working out on a farm all day, that would make sense. So 
Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports, but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Makes sense. So, I don't know. Well, today we are in Spy September. Um, and I think that's supposed to be the James Bond theme. Yeah. Um, I love you so much. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I just did like the Jurassic Park theme and was like a hundred percent committed that it was like that this is James Bond. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Spy September, we love alliteration. Uh, until this month until next month and then we're gonna just say fuck it and um do random themes um but spy september so i picked the netflix original i'm just gonna highlight that it's the netflix original enola holmes um and so enola holmes is about sherlock and mycroft holmes little sister enola which uh spelled backwards is alone um she uh, lives a pretty educated but kind of like country feral style um within with her mother so not up to society standards on her 16th birthday her mother disappears so she um goes to find her mother she involves her uh brothers but they want her to conform to society standards and there's also a missing marquess uh that gets involved and um yeah, and it's also kind of a coming of age, finding your own in the world story as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Julie, what are your thoughts? Um, this was a this was another rewatch for me. Um, mm-hmm. Which, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, it's just interesting that we had so many that it was like our first, and then like the last couple have been a rewatch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love. Um, Millie Bobby Brown like mm-hmm. she is she really is just so lovely to watch on screen mm-hmm. um she's just like charming and like pulls you in um she's a strong actor mm-hmm. and so I think this was such a great vehicle for her, her because there was so much sort of like breaking the fourth wall yeah and like talking to the audience um and I had read like a cool thing that so this is based on a book series and she and her sister had found this book series mm-hmm. and they were like, we're going to make this into a movie. They were, they were producing it. They were working on getting funding. Um, they ended up finding a film studio, I think legendary pictures to mm-hmm. fund it for them. Um, but they still kept her on as a producer. Mm-hmm. So she's like the youngest producer ever as well. Um, and I, I think that that is part of the strength of this film is that is somebody that was in the target audience was involved as a producer. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Julie and her Googling abilities. Ah, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a gift that no one else has ever used. 
<laughs> I mean, I barely do. Um, yeah, it definitely had a, what I liked about this movie is now that you explain that, that makes sense. It definitely had like a, a, a teenager vibe to it. Mm-hmm. But not in a talk downy way. Yes. Yeah. And I, f- I was like, that's really hard to pull off. Um, where it's not, you know, or it's not like adults pretending to be kids, the glee of it all, um, or Vampire Diaries, or basically any other TV show or movie. Um, that it was like an actual, yeah, just teenage vibe to it. Yeah. Um, this cast is stacked as well. Yes. Just person after person. Um, I need to talk about our Sherlock Holmes for a little bit. <laughs> Cause I I love Sherlock Holmes. I I love, love, love uh him as a character. And so we have Henry Cavill as our Sherlock Holmes, who is um for I don't watch a lot of uh, superhero films, so like people have been obsessing over him for a very long time. This is the first movie that I was like, "Oh, who are you?" <laughs> However, so like I, I, I kind of get it now. Um, <laughs> but I will say, what was interesting about him in this role as Sherlock Holmes is that period pieces involve period costumes, mm-hmm. and we see a lot of times where we take women who wouldn't have like the figure that they had back then that was like so like every era has a figure that those clothes are made for Mm -hmm. like the 1920s is probably the most extreme version of that right like Mm -hmm. 1920s real thin you know boy like no curves and then you get into like the 40s and 50s where curves that's what those clothes are made to look better on it's just fashion and you usually don't because men's clothes don't change that much you don't see extremes like that in men's clothing and henry cavill i'm such a costume nerd but him in his like modern day beefiness which is not you know the our weightlifting standards if you look like quote-unquote heavyweights in the 1880s (laughs) different that these clothes were not designed for this body type Mm-hmm. and it was just so interesting because you don't see that with with men that much where you're like huh yeah you you look good the costumers did a great job but you can tell that like he doesn't look like a Bridgerton brother in those clothes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um so his yeah so his modern day beefiness just doesn't lend itself to uh to these clothes that's my that's my tangent but he still he still looks dreamy let's let's be very clear <laughs> and it was funny i because i he's recognizable to me right away mm-hmm. but mycroft is also it's sam um i can't remember his last name but he he's um finnick mm-hmm. from hunger games yeah and then of course the incomparable Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, yes. Who I think is like, I don't know her as a human, but I feel like you can tell she was comfortable and having a lot of fun in this role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, and so I'm not familiar with the book. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I know that, you know, when you transfer books to movies, you, you have to cut things out for the sake of time. But there was, there was like, I do, I did feel like there are two separate subplots in this movie yeah. and her subplot didn't necessarily get enough attention or I mean like I guess we set it up for like the next movie mm -hmm. um but I like I loved the device of like using those flashbacks to sort of like remind her of things and, and forward things along mm -hmm. um but it, it did just feel a little bit it, it rushed the sort of like the by the way my mom's missing and then like oh yeah we didn't wrap that up like there were hints of it that then informed her her you know search and her journey with the the how do you say it marquess marquess the marquess the marquess Tewksbury, which is a town in massachusetts um <laughs> of course <laughs> but um and maybe it's because I love Helena Bonacard that I was like, I just need more of that plot resolved. <laughs> no, I I would I would agree. I felt like this movie was I liked it. I felt like it was long. And I felt like it was long because I I felt like it took a really long time for one of the plots to resolve. Like mm -hmm without a lot of action happening like the the marquess the Mar the marquess plot line is very simple and there's like three things that happen for it to come to a resolution but that's the actual plot of this movie because you started off with like this subplot of her mother that then launches her and so like the the here if you look at the story structure called the hero's journey mm -hmm. um <laughs> this one it it just goes off the rails for like a good 40 minutes before coming back and so that does set it up for um for a sequel but i kind of part of me was like maybe i should have made this a mini series or mm -hmm. made them shorter movies and release them quicker mm-hmm like made them like a, a, an hour 20 movie each but then one's about the mom and then the other's about the mark yeah you know what I mean like there's just if I yeah I just felt I, I felt a little like whiplashed when she's like yeah I need to find my mother but this thing and then that's all that happened and then the movie ended mm-hmm mm -hmm. um and yeah. I, I mean, we'll find out because actually yeah. the timing of when we <laughs> chose to chose this film and recorded it, they actually just announced that they're doing um, the sequel. Mm -hmm. And we were texting about that. Not you, you, your phone autocorrected talk to text. My phone autocorrected <laughs> my typing. Um, we both refer to it as Ebola Holmes. And when I noticed <laughs> that and called it out, you thought I was making fun of you. And I'm like, no, my phone did it too. <laughs> Um, but I bring that up because a piece in part with that announcement, they also announced that she will be the highest paid, um, like a actor under an age. Like, I think she's still under 18, which is wild to me. Um, oh no, she's over 18. She's over 18. She's so 20 then, now. Okay. So, so I think it's just highest paid something. Yeah. I mean... But there is part now knowing the backstory of it, like there is part of that of like, 
and you and I know this on a very <laughs> a much smaller scale, not in the millions of dollars scale, but you have to also like make your own work mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. fight for your own work and be like, I don't see, you know, I got one role and I don't see any other roles that are really going to fit me. So I'm going to do some research and I'm going to make my own work. And um, so the fact that she did that, it's like, yeah, good. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I mean, and like I said, on a much bigger scale, she has a, an amount of clout that most people do not but I think that there is like if you if you are an artist or a creative seeing someone with that amount of clout still having to be like she wasn't sitting back and waiting for other roles to come to her yeah uh update so (gasps) 18 year old brown is thought to be making history for receiving the highest upfront salary for an actor under the age of 20 oh okay under the age of 20 got it I'll also note that Tom Cruise received 100 million for Top Gun Maverick Plus a combination of ticket sales. Have you seen Top Gun Maverick yet? No. It's, I, I'll see it eventually. I would see it in theaters. It's really cool. It's not like plot wise, but like it's really because they, the how they filmed it, it's. Yeah. I'm yeah. just not like hard up to support Tom Cruise. Oh, I understand that. A hundred percent. Understand um yeah i uh want to talk about i think this movie is the closest thing to my aesthetic um (laughs) i would i would like to say like i i feel like my aesthetic leans towards dark academia right like Mm -hmm, it kind of leans but i'm like that's not really what it is here's what it is and it's this movie it's eccentric academia Mm, yes like their whole house I was like I think that's that's kind of what my, my house doesn't look like that but it has that vibe yes dark blue walls dark green yeah oh. random paintings of things wallpaper that just has reds and blues and greens and yeah I, it does it did make me want to put up like dark walls and wallpaper I was like oh that's sexy do it do it but I'm also well, you, like you at odds with it. my like need for like natural light (laughs) yeah like i hate turning on lights i my house like thank goodness because it helps with like heating and warming is kind of in a valley and surrounded by two houses that are like taller Mm. so i don't get a lot of natural light in my house i get it all around my house but so i i just sit in my cozy little my little house that hugs me with my dark walls and my wallpaper (laughs) and i read books by candlelight not really, not by candlelight, but by lamps, because I have no natural light. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, this is the most important part of this discussion. Um, I want to play a small game of Mary Bang Kill um, with three Sherlock's. (laughs) Henry Cavill, Robert Downey Jr., and Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, 100%. Chuck, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm about to sneeze. Bless you. I would agree. Oh, I muted it just in time. I would agree. <laughs> and then it's Mary and what? Bang. Okay, I'd probably marry Henry Cavill mm-hmm. and bang Benedict Cumberbatch because agreed. Um, I would say Benedict Cumberbatch is. Sherlock is also probably closest to the Sherlock of the books. Mm-hmm. 
um which oh, yes. like <laughs> he's he's not nice he he's very eccentric he's borderline rude at but times it would be great for like one dirty night <laughs> right but henry henry cavill's sherlock does he like decidedly nicer yeah he's he's a kinder gentler sherlock okay i 100 percent agree i just want to i not that we need to be on the same page i just um you needed the validation that we were <laughs> no i just was like i wonder i wonder like what if you were like i would marry robert downey jr sherlock and i would be like okay we need to talk about that because i need to know why but um yeah Cool. Anything else you want to talk about this movie before we rate it? Um, no. Okay. I have one more thing and then that's it. My last thing is um, the costumes in this are superb, mm-hmm. but my favorite outfit, which is not historically accurate in the slightest, is her last outfit. That's like the, the cream with the blue embroidery. Mm. And the hair just however she wants it. Yeah. Ugh love it um all right julie yeah one to ten barrels of gunpowder what do you rate this movie (laughs) um i would rate it i don't want to go full seven um (laughs) but six feels too low so i'm gonna do a 6.5 um it's still a fun movie it was on while I was cooking last night and it, it was a great background movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think though on the second watch, I was like more aware of um, parts of the movie that I was like, hmm, okay. Um, all that's to say is I will 100% watch the second movie as soon as it comes out. Yeah, I would, I would exactly. Um, we were agreeing so much today. Um, oh my I would gosh. Pro- I would go, <laughs> I'd go probably like in between a six and a seven. Um, but if we round our decimals, it'd be a seven if I went 6.5. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I would watch the second one as soon as it came out. It was really fun. Um, I do think it just needed some editing, like, or something. There were a lot of scenes that I was like, why is this one so long? Or like, why did we go here to then leave here? Like, I just feel like they could have cut some stuff out. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that makes it seem like I don't love long movies. I do. I just, I felt like this one didn't need to be this long. They're going to um, earn it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I felt like it, it was just too like, boop, 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 boop. Um, oh, the lady who plays Miss Harris. I will <laughs> always know from season four of True Blood. She plays like the lead witch. <laughs> anyway, couldn't get it out of my head. Um, yeah. So I'd do the same. So Julie, what do you yeah. what do you look forward to? Um, you know, it's so funny because when I was getting ready to record, I literally have it in my head of like, oh, this is the thing I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. Um, now I feel weird for having forgot this. Um, a friend of mine that works at at the Disney uh-huh. um messaged and was like, Hey, do you, you want to go to Epcot on Sunday? <gasps> um, it is food and wine. And oh normally i work 
all day on Sunday. It's normally like a weird time at that like it like starts at like three forty five or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but today I'm um, brushing up, so I'm like revisiting a role I haven't done in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm only at the park for like four hours working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like everything. And I and I was like, yeah, I think I can go. Um, let me check and see if um, I can get tickets because it's actually like. Disney makes it really hard for seasonal employees to use their tickets. Yeah. Um, but she was like, oh, no, I have tickets because um, of my status. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Yay. So it Just, was just it was a very nice surprise. Yay. Does food and wine last like six months now? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you it and I It does not end were... until mid-November now. Oh, okay. I was like, you and I were just at food and wine like three months, five months ago. <laughs> That's yeah. not really the mapping. But yeah. Um. Wow. Yay, that's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to look for, oh, um, I'm going to uh, Indianapolis uh, for Indianapolis Fringe. Um, and with that, a lot of dear, dear people in my life live in Indianapolis. Um, my sister and my aunt and my niece and my grand, my great nephew. So that's terrifying um, for me. He's a sweetheart. I haven't met him yet. Um, and then uh, our friends Anna and Sam and so uh, I just get to hang out with people I really enjoy and do theater which I love and the opening night party for the French festival is on my birthday yes um, <laughs> so it's just gonna be a really good time so it's um it's a little bit away from right now but it is like the next thing I'm like gearing up towards so yeah I like how we have a combination of our things that we look forward to of like big things and sometimes it's just like I'm really looking forward to functioning today yeah like sometimes after our podcast recording that's when I get a shower because we record in the morning and sometimes I just want to be like I got this new soap <laughs> that mm. I'm, I, I think it's going to be a good I think it's going to be a good one <laughs> I love that that reminds me I actually have to order a new soap because I oh. there's a there's a um like all natural like local business called naked bar soap company love them okay. big fans i was gonna say are you a bar soap or are you a liquid soap girl i was a liquid soap girl until i discovered naked bar okay um but they make it's like a salt soap okay so the the soap is like has a salt in it so it actually like exfoliates and moisturizes somehow even though it's salt mm-hmm. um and truly my skin has never felt better Ooh. So not only are you oversalting your pasta, you're oversalting your body. Yeah. And it's making everything moist. Oh. Who knew? Salt. <laughs> That's my recommendation. Salt. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a bar soap girl. I haven't tried a salt one. I do a lot of like oatmeal because I have very sensitive mm-hmm. skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. Well, buy our <laughs> soap merch out now. I'm kidding. Um but wouldn't that be cool? Uh, yes. <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, have a great day. Have little stuff and big stuff to look forward to. We hope listeners um, like, review, subscribe, and bye. Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other productions, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.